This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Welcome to a damp, precipitation-filled edition of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Matthew along with you, and uh, not that we're outside because that would be a very bad place to be here in Northeast Ohio. At least today, it's drizzly and rainy and overall just kind of gunky. It's it's foggy and it's moist and it's just not the kind of day to be outside. So thankfully, and with pure gratitude in mind, <laughs> we're in the basement lair uh, in relative quiet and in relative warmth and away from a pretty crappy day. But we're also thankful because there isn't snow, but that's coming. <laughs> that's coming. I was thinking the other day about the unexpected. And not only thinking the other day about the unexpected, but experiencing the unexpected. The things that you don't plan for. The things that don't matriculate at the beginning of the day. And they may make themselves appear at some other time of the day. And can we prepare for the unexpected? Is there a way to do it? We probably think that we have the tools, both mentally and physically, and maybe even sometimes spiritually, to prepare for the things that we think could occur, the things that might occur. People ask questions now with the coronavirus, should I wear a mask? We don't know. We know we should probably wash our hands a lot more than we do. We probably should use hand sanitizer a lot more than we do. We definitely should stay as far away from other folks who might be wearing a mask, I suppose. But can we prepare for the unexpected? Usually Sunday has been my day to unfurl the newspaper and enjoy my favorite cup of coffee. Uh, sometimes it's a coffee that I set aside that I only have on certain days. And one of those days is generally Sunday. It's my day. I mean, I read the paper every day, sometimes two papers. I love newspapers. But Sunday just feels like the day where I can get wrapped up into a large edition of the Cleveland Plain Dealer and just really sink in and, and digest all of the news and the opinion that it still exists in a newspaper in 2020. Many of them are going away, so I'm trying to enjoy them as I can. But Sunday has been that day where I set aside after going to church where I just, it's my time. It's the me time time of the week. And several Sundays ago, I just had sat down and unfurled the paper. And Donna, my wife, came out from the room. She's generally a later riser than I am. If I had my way, I could wake up before the sun makes its presence known. I'm kind of a morning person. And she started off the morning by saying she didn't really feel all that well. And as the morning went on, she felt progressively worse. And so I said, well, I mean, what do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. She could hardly lift her head. 
so on a Sunday, there's really not, there's no other recourse really than to go to the emergency room. So who wants to go to the emergency room? Exactly nobody wants to go to the emergency room. So having had done this before, a couple of times, say in the last five years, I decided that since I had to go to the emergency room, that we would go to one a little south of us. It's newer and it's sometimes less crowded. But she was feeling particularly bad. So we went to the downtown hospital's emergency room. And it was one of those situations where she just felt run down and like the flu was coming on. And just, for the most part, in totality, feeling like crap. So all of the personnel at the hospital were preparing for her to be stricken with the flu. This was just, I would say, a mere days before the coronavirus outbreak really happened. So no one was really talking coronavirus. And to make a long story short, she really just had a touch of the flu and there was really nothing that they could really do for her except go home, rest, drink tea, and just let it get itself out of your system. So $5,000 later, that's what we did. We just went home. Now, who could have planned for that? By the time we got home, my normally scheduled Sunday morning ritual had been eviscerated. <laughs> and not to blame her, but you know these things sometimes happen. It's not what I anticipated happening when I woke up. How do we prepare for these things? Can we prepare for these things? I was going through my normal morning ritual this morning, preparing to get ready for the day, and I walked to the back bedroom, and I stepped in something wet. And so the lights weren't on in the hallway. I turned the lights on, and there was a puddle awaiting me. So somewhere along in the evening, overnight, our full-blooded West Highland Terrier, Izzy, must have left the bedroom, walked around, had to go, couldn't wake anyone up, and decided that that's where he was going to go. So now the laminate is kind of warping a little bit because that puddle had been sitting there for several hours, and I spent the morning cleaning up, disinfecting, and wondering, well, Izzy's getting pretty old. Is this a sign of things to come? What can I expect about his... <laughs> what can I expect about his urinary habits? The unexpected. Who knows? Things that we don't plan on. And I've noticed in my car the last week or so, the things didn't feel quite right. The brakes felt a little squishy. It was time for an oil change. It was time to get the tires rotated. It's a car that I drive to my part-time job. 
It's an old car. It's a 2006. It's really a piece of crap car, but it gets me from point A to point B, and it's the car I've been using to go across town to go to work. Normally, it sits in the driveway because I work from home primarily. But something didn't feel quite right. So I dropped it off last night. And they called me this morning. And they said, well, it doesn't really feel quite right because out of the four brakes, you're missing one of the rear calipers. So really, you're operating on three brakes. And plus, the other brakes, they're not very good. In fact, the back ones are shot. The front ones are on their way. The things that we don't expect. And also don't expect to figure out how I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> so now there's an extra credit card bill. I don't even know what any of this means. I'm reading off my receipt. Caliper, bracket, brake parts, rear brake, brake pads, rear brake parts, general labor, had the oil change, something else. $658.32. That didn't even touch the front brakes. And he says those are on their way as well. Things that we don't expect. So driving home with my new brakes that felt pretty darn good. Thinking to myself, okay, now I got to pay for that. Feeling pretty low. Feeling pretty bad. And then on the way home, I was listening to the radio and it said, we're going to have another snowstorm coming in. So on top of that, there's absolutely no way that we can put the shovels away quite yet. But I thought, you know what? Here's the good part. The good part is that I don't have to work my part-time job tonight. I don't have to worry about coming out at 11 or 12 or 1 and wondering whether the roads are going to be bad because of the snow. How icy and sleety is it going to get? I don't have to worry about that. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I don't have to work. I'm grateful that I don't have to have a night of worrying about my wife. Is she okay? I don't have to worry about touching people's plates or their half-eaten food or touching the glasses that they've been touching all night, the silverware that they've been touching all night. Did they have coronavirus? I don't know. It's unexpected. We don't know. I have to prepare for the worst. But I don't have to deal with it tonight. I don't have to take their gr- <laughs> I don't have to take their grimy plates back to the kitchen and sweep up after them. I mean, how difficult is it to keep the Parmesan cheese in the bowl while you're eating the salad? Does it have to go onto the table and onto the floor? Is it a salad food fight? I don't have to deal with that tonight. I can basically sit in my chair after my pathetic workout, and it is a pathetic workout at my age. It's really just a workout that I do three to four times a week so that I'll feel better about the beer that I'm going to have later. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But I can sit in my chair, hopefully in my warm basement, 
and I can read my borrowed Raymond Carver short story collection that I downloaded onto my iPad. And I can crack open a delicious handcrafted ale. And I can rejoice in the fact that I have a part-time job that some people don't. That I have a part-time job to help pay for this car expense. That even though I don't like having it on a credit card, I can chip away at it. I'll have a way to do that. And I'll make sure that I have a few bucks left over to afford another quality ale. Because I enjoy that. Unless, of course, something unexpected happens. That upsets that whole routine. I'm hoping that nothing happens to upset that routine. ERs, dogs pissing on the floor, car repair bills, and snowfall. I think that's enough. (laughs) But I feel gratitude because there are people who are dealing with a lot more than that. I'm not visiting my wife in a nursing facility. I'm not driving her or myself to get chemotherapy. I'm not cowering in a dark corner mourning the death of my parents because my 91-year-old parents are still alive and still kicking and still doing relatively well. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm more grateful than that than I probably realize. The other day at the restaurant, I was getting ready to start my preparation for cleaning up. It was a Monday, and it wasn't particularly busy, but there were a couple of people there. So I was going through the checklist in my head, trying to arrange how I was going to prepare to leave, basically. And we had a severe problem because our tap lines were all clean that day. And every single beer was foaming uncontrollably. Every thing that we were trying to do just never worked. I tell customers when they're pouring their own beers, I work at a facility where, I work at a facility, I work at a restaurant where part of the attraction is that people get to pour their own beers. And my job is to teach them how to do it. So regardless of how many great techniques I tried to show them, even though they did those techniques correctly, nothing was overcompensating for the fact that these beers were just pouring so foamy that really it caused a lot of, as you would expect, you know, a lot of consternation from people who were paying good money because they didn't want to drink foamy beers. So the manager was coming out all night trying to pour the best beer and then giving it to them. I mean, we gave away so much beer. Luckily, it was a Monday night, not a Friday night. And there was a couple that were there, and they were, you know, doing their share of, hey, what's going on with this beer? But they've been there before. They've talked to me before. They're nice people, and they um, understood kind of what was going on. Still... They were concerned because, you know, they weren't getting their money's worth. So while they were eating and I was doing all my chores, I was bouncing back and forth. I'm usually by myself. 
from nine until whenever we decide we're going to close. And so I'm doing a lot of things. I'm checking people in and checking people out, and I'm sweeping carpets and floors and replacing glasses and similar other things I've talked about on this podcast. And then I'm dealing with the fact that all of our beers for a place that is focused on beer, the beer just isn't flowing properly. So I had all that going against me. So I was up at the checkout area and Dave, the gentleman who was in earlier and talking to me along with his wife, came up to me and he and he pressed into my hand a piece of paper and he said, you know what? You look like you could use this tonight. You work really hard when you're here. We always notice that when we come in. And it was a $10 bill and I was really grateful for that. Really grateful for that. Happens occasionally. Doesn't happen too often. Most people who do what I do would probably say it doesn't happen enough. But it happened that night. So, before I sit down to enjoy my beverage and my short stories, and after I get done with my workout and pick up Donna's prescriptions, I'm going to stop at that favorite coffee place that I enjoy so much, and I'm going to bring home $10 worth of coffee beans <laughs> so that I can prepare for this coming Sunday where hopefully the unexpected will stay dormant because you just never know. I should mention that the Gratitude Journal podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. It's available via iHeart, and it is available via Spotify as well. My name is Matthew, and thank you for checking in on another edition of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. <laughs>